Reading you loud and clear. 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 The clock has started. The clock has started. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host. Welcome to this week's episode of the Smallest Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Just Nate. And this podcast is designed for small government contractors, service providers, and manufacturers as part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. This week on our podcast, we're going to be talking with Barnett Engineering and Signal Laboratories, Bezel. And uh, we have Dennis Cater on the line, our CEO of the Smalls. Welcome, Dennis. Thanks, Nate. And uh, from Bezel, we have Jeff Barnett, the founder and CEO of the company, along with his sidekick, uh, Nick Werner, uh, the BD manager. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're glad to be here. Well, uh, glad that uh, we were finally able to tag up. I know uh, we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks and uh, wanted to get you guys on the podcast and and kind of chat about what Bezel does. So, uh, Jeff, give us a little bit of history. I know um, I'm looking at your guys' website here on uh, bezel.org and, and in the about section. And your history um, is pretty interesting. Can you give us a little background on, on the company? Sure. Well, let me, uh, I guess let me start with a little bit of personal background because that's really kind of where it all started. Uh, I was in the Air Force for 20 and a half years or so, and I retired uh, in 2006. And, and so the whole time I was in the Air Force, as I, as I looked around with, with all the contractor support we had, you know, I just constantly felt like I could do this. And so I pretty much spent 20 years preparing myself to go out on my own once I retired from the Air Force. And so in 2006, I started Barnett Engineering and Signaling Laboratories, or BESSEL. We're a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. And um, we, we, we focus in the areas of um, uh, intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance, space, uh, cyber, and um, in and in those three areas, we actually do a lot of things like system engineering, uh, network engineering, uh, test and integration, um, lots of stuff in space control. Uh, almost anything you you can think of in terms of space control, we are um, involved in it in one way or another. And so our motto is actually unlocking solutions. And uh, and the reason we say that is because we, we, we like to believe that we bring an aspect or a philosophy uh, as a small business that allows us to be able to look at problems from a, a different vantage point and maybe offer some solutions that, that haven't necessarily been tried or thought of before. 
Are you, uh, so you, you guys are a small business. Um, you said service disabled, uh, veteran owned. How, Correct. how big are you guys? How many, how many employees do you guys have? We're about 45 employees or so. Okay. So, you know, in the, in, in the, in the NAICS world, I guess you would say that there, you could be a small business all the way up to, in some cases, like 1,500 people. So from that vantage point where you could almost say we're a, a, a micro business, right? Yeah. And now, so you, you brought up NAICS code. What is your guys' primary NAICS? Uh, 54-17-15 is what we try to operate in mostly, or 54-13-30. So those are R&D and engineering services. Well, I was going to ask, you know, I I did my time in the service, too, and when I got out, I I had thought about this, too, but I thought, man, there's there's a lot of work involved with that. Um, <laughs> can you expand on that a little bit? How's it going? I mean, you, you've been at it for a few years now, right? Heck, it's been 14, right? Yeah, well, going on 14 years now. Yeah, absolutely. So this next August will be 14 years, 14 years, and, and you know, it's been – it's kind of been one year of every single minute of it. Uh, I guess it, you know, it comes with its, with its challenges and it comes with its rewards. Obviously the rewards are the people that you get to work with and the contracts that, that you, um, you're able to secure a spot on and, and actually have a customer to support. And then the challenges, uh, um, I guess in some respects are sort of the same things, right? Uh, uh, the people that you you work with and and the contracts that you support and so on and so forth. So uh, it's just, I guess it kind of is a. It's all a matter of philosophy. Um, when you think well, about what constitutes a challenge or or whatnot, you know. Well, I was going to suggest your business development manager is probably a challenge, but other than that, um, what, what advice would you give to uh, other startups? You know, like like if I did, if I was about to retire and I was thinking about it, or we have a small company that my company works with. It's a, he's one man deep, and he's he's just starting out. You know, he's always looking for some mentors. But what what would you what would you say to them about? Hey, you know, we're, I'm starting out this company. Um, you know, what what advice would you give them? Make sure it's what you want to do. You know, if you're not committed to this, um, it's it's going to be a very difficult proposition. Uh, I mean, when you, when you first start out, you you were working uh, three shifts a day, basically, twenty four seven, and it never stops. And and so you have to, when you first start out, you have to learn how to do payroll because you can't necessarily afford to go and hire some big payroll company to handle that for you. You know, you have to learn how to do your own taxes. You have to learn, you have to learn how to do everything. So I, I have a question. Every single person that we interview, I have a question I always ask. And that question is, what are you not willing to do? Because in a, in a small company, you wear many, many hats, and when you're the founder, the CEO, you wear every hat. And so when we bring people on board, we're not only looking for people that are willing to to allow us the use of their technical prowess, but we also need somebody that can can help vacuum the floor on a Friday afternoon, you know? 
Right. Or and willing so, to, too. I think, I think I see that to, a big, yeah. <laughs> I see that as a big thing when I, when I was hiring a lot of people at a time, um, it, it almost seems like some people have that mentality that they're above doing things that they weren't hired to do, for example. And that always would frustrate me. You want to, you want to find the best way to not get hired. Um, when I'm the hiring manager, that's the way to do it with me is telling me that you're not willing to do things that are below your pay grade. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We're definitely looking for people that want to be part of something here. Uh, not, not just to have a job. Obviously, every company needs people that, uh, you know, are just willing to, to uh, show up for work and do a good job. But, you know, if you want to really grow and build something, you, you need to have people that want to be something larger than themselves uh, that, that want to be part of something uh, that's going someplace. And so speaking of going someplace, I wanted to, to also mention when we were talking about um, you know, challenges and so forth before, we actually have had the good fortune that uh, L3 Harris uh, Technologies has kind of taken us under their wing as a formal Air Force uh, mentor-protege uh, program. Uh, we were selected for that uh, about four years ago now, and um, uh, that has been, you know, just a, a magnificent opportunity for us. You know, Dennis, I have a I have a recommendation for your friend that's talking about starting up a business, um, and that would be to read the book by. Michael Gerber, it's called The E-Myth Revisited, and um, and it deals, it's pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's like the Bible for starting your own company. It really uh, puts things into, into perspective for you, and it gets you focusing on built, working on your business versus working in your business. And uh, a lot of times when people transition from being an employee to being the nucleus of a business, um, the business ends up becoming much more of a demanding boss than any uh, manager possibly could uh, in their previous roles. And and it uh, it's very insightful. It will uh, – it, it, it will get you in a mindset where you work on creating a dynamic system of people that produce, um, you know, repeatable quality results uh, versus um, you being the nucleus and being uh, being pulled in a hundred different directions seven days a week and ultimately burning out and not being a success long term because of it. All right, I'll check that out. Yeah, thanks. I've never heard of that book, so I'll, I'll it, check it out myself. It is fantastic. Um, now, Nick, you've been with the company for a while now, too, right? I mean, you're part of the family out there. I know your wife works there, and you're there. And how long have you been there? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, you know, probably in between three and four years, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and. I was brand new to the government contracting realm myself, so it's it's been an adjustment there. Um, I've enjoyed 
every minute of it, really. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting. So what's a lot a of li- red tape. What's a little bit about your background, Nick? So I I've had uh, several businesses in my uh, previous life. I uh, all the way from uh, a billboard company where I had uh, 168 billboards along the interstate. Uh, I-10, basically from Biloxi to Panama City. Um, I built a 18-hole championship golf course in Gulf Shores, Alabama, called Soldiers Creek Golf Club. Uh, and uh, I had some uh, condos that I was sketching out and going to develop on there when the housing bubble popped. Uh, let's see, I had... Uh, a, uh, I had a wood treatment plant in Jacksonville, Florida, where we took raw lumber and we treated it and sold to people uh, like contractors in the area and to people like myself in Miami, where I had a building materials distributorship, where I bought treated lumber and building materials and uh, basically anything uh, you can uh, anything that would go inside or outside of a building, uh, sod, landscaping, all kind of stuff. And we serviced the seven southernmost counties of Florida, and we exported to the Caribbean and Virgin Islands. Uh, let's see, some land holding companies, uh, a woman's shoe store. Wow, so uh, completely uh, oh, opposite. He still wears those. <laughs> Yeah, all all kind of stuff. Um, you know, I. Uh, so how did you end up? At, how did you end up at Bezel? Yeah, how did That's you guys? How did your how did your paths cross? <laughs> yeah, well, I it I just decided to take a new trajectory, man. I tell you, um, you know, there just there came a time there. You know, I, I really had the world by the tail there for uh, a little while, but it was just like. Every time I turn around, it was a hurricane, 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 oil spill, housing bubble, 9-11, just one thing after the other, after the other. And um, I had 13 companies running at one time, uh, well, up to up to the crash, basically. And um, it's all but a memory now. Uh, you know, I just... And, when all of that was said and done, uh, you know, I was kind of tired of the sweltering heat and the uh, continuous natural disasters and man-made disasters and all of that. And uh, you know, I always had, I always had dreams, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, if I could just uproot and, uh, you know, have some sort of carefree job, I would be out on a mountain uh, taking. People's boot sizes and uh, you know snowboarding every day during the winter and whatnot. But uh, you know I've got I've got family out here in Colorado and uh, you know there's just a a lot of opportunities. So I figured I would uh, uh, chase some of those dreams. Uh, I always had ambitions to I had I had two overarching ambitions. you know, when I had all of that going on, I wanted to get more involved and more knowledgeable about government contracting. And I also wanted to 
take a company public. And, um, you know, I see bezel as a potential vehicle to possibly uh, check both of those boxes uh, off my list somewhere down the line. But, uh, but who knows? Nice. Um, That's a pretty storied <laughs> background, Nick. Thanks for sharing that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, so, I could go on and on. So we're so we're happy to uh, bring Nick in and teach him sort of the intricacies of government contracting. And uh, I, I I don't think uh, I'd be exaggerating to say that uh, it's been an, an eye-opening experience. Yes, it's a it's a radical departure from uh, the way that I am accustomed to to doing business, to say the least. Uh, you know, like I said, I've I've been involved in all kinds of uh, businesses uh, in various industries, and uh, government contracting is unlike anything I have ever been exposed to. For sure, and then on top of that, the uh, the intricacy and, for lack of the of a better word, I suppose the the, the super tight knit incestuous type <laughs> atmosphere that uh, the space you know space control industry is. It's uh, it, it was uh, it was humbling. Uh, you know, I had to learn how to speak acronym basically for a, a solid year. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I've, I've enjoyed the opportunity to, uh, to be able to, to learn all I can in the time that I have had here for sure. Well, you guys have both came to the right place. Dennis and I uh, combined total. We probably have a half a century of, uh, DOD contracting experience, um, Hint, hint. Dennis has more than me. Um, was so, that supposed to be funny? No, was it wasn't funny. funny. I, I, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm pushing twenty years myself, Dennis. So, um, I don't know how many years do you have. How many years do you have, Dennis? Two. Two. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, we, we're not going to go through your your history there, but uh, <laughs> I know it's more than two. Well, speaking of history, I did I did want to go back real quick uh, to talk about signaling laboratories. I yeah. I think I talked to you about this uh, a few years ago when I met you. Um, what 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 is the signaling laboratories piece? I get you know Barnett Engineering. Talk yeah. to me about that aspect because that's a little specialization that you guys do. Sure. Uh, so when we talk about the signaling laboratories piece. Um, it actually goes back to our roots. I, in the Air Force, I was a, a um, signals intelligence professional for 20 years, and so I certainly spent my fair share of time uh, looking at uh, signals and understanding how they work and uh, what they do and, and those types of things. And so that really is kind of where that comes from. So a lot of the work that we have today uh, actually, you know, requires us to to look at signals and um, and do the same thing that I did the whole time I was in the Air Force, and that's to kind of make sense of what's out there in open space. Very nice. Um, so have you guys? Do you guys currently have any contracts on that signaling side? Kind of like uh, so, SDA yeah, or SSA so or. 
So interestingly enough, yeah, we 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 have some work out at uh, um, uh, supporting the 16th Air Force uh, down in San Antonio, but the but the work is actually up at the National Air and Space Intelligence Center at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio. Um, so we do a lot of signal related things there, but we also just uh, we're in the process, I guess, to say it that way, of um, uh, finishing up uh, the contract work, if you will, and what I mean by that is, so I guess let me just cut to the chase. So we want a small business innovative research contract, and we're going through the process of actually getting that put on contract right now, and so that should be done here in the next 30 days or so, and that is actually a, a technology oriented small business innovative research pro project where we will be uh, going out and designing um, sort of a new signaling technology, if you will, uh, to provide uh, uh, support elements to some of our uh, uh, government contractors that, um, that are sort of policing uh, space, if you will. So it's in uh, it's in support of the new uh, space force. Nice, and is that is that going to be here in Springs? I just uh... right. We we will do it here in the spring. So a small okay. business innovative research project for those that don't know uh, comes in sort of um, three phases. This is a phase one cyber. So the first thing we're going to go out and do is sort of put our thoughts down on paper and kind of prove that it can be done on paper and do some trade studies and things like that. And then if we're fortunate enough to win a phase two cyber, we'll go and build a prototype uh, to to demonstrate the viability of it uh, in real life, and then uh, and then in phase three, we would actually look to operationalize it and start to incorporate it into some of the uh, uh, weapon systems that we support um, for Space Force right now. So you guys aren't, uh, but you guys aren't. You guys have any contracts for the uh, very large array in Socorro, New Mexico? Because I was just out there not that long ago. I thought it was really cool. Um, no, 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 we don't. We don't. We don't support those guys at all. Yeah, that's kind of interesting too. Out there, they they try to talk to aliens, which I think yeah. Is well, SETI. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, sometimes sometimes Nick and I are are having conversations, and it feels like I'm trying to talk to aliens <laughs> with his commercial background. But <laughs> no, but I honestly I think that's that's a very good thing, Jeff. I think you made a very good choice there, bringing somebody in that's not DoD, uh, because sometimes yeah. it's it's nice to have that outsider. By default, he has an outsider looking. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And um, and he's actually done some really good things for us uh, uh, with the uh, Economic Development Council here in Colorado Springs. He uh, he got us a grant to to help us to commercialize some of the things that we do, particularly in the in the uh, area of cybersecurity. Well, talk to us about that. What do you guys do there? Well, let's see. Um, so there's this uh, there's a thing called risk management framework, uh, and so we are in that up to our ears with several of our customers. Um, but probably one of the things you might find a little more interesting than that is if we were to go back, um, really to the when I first hung our very first website. 
uh, we we had roughly ten thousand attempts um, one night. The very first night, I had it up by a particular country that's not necessarily too friendly to us, and um, it was a big eye opener for me. So we pulled the website down, and we actually wrote some some software. Uh, because we couldn't afford at the time when it was just a couple people in the company, we couldn't afford these big, expensive, lavish cybersecurity protection devices um, that are out there. So we we kind of built our own, and we actually call it Link Warden at this point, and it's something that we're working towards commercializing. Um, but it's kind of a it's a cyber defense tool for small businesses, if you will. So, so, okay, so we ahead. haven't we haven't sold any of them yet. We're still developing it, but it's at a point now where we're 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 evaluating the uh, commercial worth of it. I guess. Yes, I definitely have ambitions to expand Bezel's portfolio to to have some commercial offerings. You know, they're they're heavy in the DoD. Um, and it's primarily services and, you know, from a personal aspect, um, you know, not having that background and basically all of our work taking place behind closed doors that, uh, you know, I don't have access to. It's, it's sort of, uh, you know, it sort of presented some challenges on, you know, how to, how to become passionate about selling something that I've never seen take place in real life, in real time. So, you know, I feel like uh, offering products and, uh, you know, offering them to, you know, other other customers or in the other government customers or in the commercial market space, it would give me a chance to sort of get down in the trenches and and uh, and learn in that manner. So in the spirit of helping small businesses, Jeff and Nick, I'm going to, after we get off here, I'm going to do an introduction to you guys, to one of our previous guests on our podcast, actually, uh, another small business owner here in uh, the region, Southern Colorado. And uh, Mm -hmm. they actually, they have a cyber box, if you will. Um, But I see a conversation needs to happen between, I think, you guys. Not saying there's something there. But I think it's something. I might already know those guys. Okay. I I think it's something that, uh, right? As small businesses, it never hurts to have a conversation. Absolutely. So, okay. So, do you guys actually have contracts right now where, or is it part of your contracts that you guys are developing RMF packages? Yes, part of our the contracts that we have, and, and I should say in full disclosure, uh, aside from the Sibbers contract, uh, which which we will be uh, the prime on, all of the work that we do uh, currently and have done in the past has all been as subcontractors to some of the some of the larger primes that that are out there. Everybody has to start someplace, right? Well, absolutely. I, I don't think that I would have. Uh, uh, imagine that I would have been in business for 14 years and or almost 14 years and and not uh, become a, a prime contractor. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of there's a lot of sub work that's out there, and we stay uh, extremely busy um, just supporting uh, the larger contractors. And uh, you know, we're we are happy to do it. 
Yeah. So besides a service disabled veteran owned small business, do you guys have any other socioeconomic statuses or are, no. you, are you on any GSA Oasis pool contracts or anything like that? No, no, we're not. Uh, we are actually working through the process right now to uh, to try to get our first GSA schedule, which we hope to have done uh, this summer. Okay. Are you guys still looking at your website? It seems that you guys have a Seaport E contract as well. Um, so Seaport E has has kind of gone away now uh, in. Uh, in favor of Seaport Next, yep. and so um, when Seaport Next came out, we we were just so busy with other things that we opted not to go after Seaport Next. Okay. But we are affiliated with several companies that are primes on uh, Seaport Next, and I watch it every day. I watch it every day. So yeah. So speaking of which, Nick, um, you know, uh, you're you're in the same realm. I think that both. Uh, Dennis and I are both in. We're both business development folks right now, and uh, we get it. So, talk to us about your day to day. What you're up to right lately? Well, you know, well here lately we've been uh, juggling a lot of proposal responses here, and uh, I, I don't think we can necessarily talk about a lot of that. We've got some NDAs, but uh, you know, my my primary focus on a day to day. Um, you know, outside of the COVID-19 is, um, you know, building the, building the partner network that Bezel has and, um, you know, increasing brand awareness. Um, you know, I, I scour the, uh, solicitations coming out of the various portals. Uh, I get, I get a lot of, uh, Seaport Next emails and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of uh, gravitated towards the uh, corporate engagements, if you will, uh, like the, the industry days, the uh, symposiums, uh, various opportunities, uh, various events like that that provide opportunities to um, interact with people on, on a personal level uh face to face because that's that's um probably one of the uh, stronger areas that I can bring to the table I suppose for bezel um as opposed to you know getting completely uh completely in the weeds on the technical uh work that uh, uh that bezel does you know it's uh all very complex and uh, very technical stuff, and it it really is amazing. They do they do a lot of amazing stuff here, but uh, you know I I really can't speak to the the nuts and bolts on that. But uh, you know I've I've had to uh, like I was saying it's it's been an adjustment working here. I've uh, basically come to realize that. One of the biggest things I can bring to the table is <clears throat> building the network and um, getting, you know, working on setting up meetings and uh, and getting our people in front of the right people. And uh, you know, when they want to talk technical or talk about something classified, then you know, I just I just kind of pass it off at that point and. Uh, and I, I'm all, I'm off to the next, off to the next event. But uh, that's 
that's kind of where I see sure. myself currently. Well, yeah, you know, that's, that's good. I mean, that's every company needs that person, right? I mean, you got to be pounding that pavement. If, if nobody knows your name or nobody knows you exist, it's kind of tough to win contracts that way. Absolutely. Well, and if you're not that person, a lot of people have, don't understand uh, what that aspect of the business really is. And it, and it, and you, you guys do BD stuff, you know, it, it's, it really takes kind of a special type of person um, that's not afraid to walk up to somebody and just say, hi, my name is Nick Warner and uh, I represent Barnett Engineering and Signaling Laboratories and here's what we do. I mean, you'd, you'd just be surprised at, at, or maybe you wouldn't be surprised at, at the number of people that are just petrified to, to do that. No, I, I get it. Um, and then you also need to make sure you have that, that uh, 30 second to two minute elevator speech down pat, right? Exactly. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, I love every minute of that. You know, I really love networking and uh, meeting new people and um, all of that good stuff. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel really fortunate that I've uh, been able to to have a job that uh, can provide those types of opportunities. You stumbled upon the uh, the right crew to talk to. Um, you know, as the, as the smalls, we're always having. We were having monthly BD meetings or, or networking events um, in Aurora Springs or Pueblo. One of th- one of one of the three, or or multiple of the three, actually. Um, yeah. So so you guys have a, a an idea of what the smalls do, what we as the smalls do. So the question I'd like to ask you guys as a small business right now. And uh, what is what can we do as the smalls to help you guys out? I mean, we got you guys on the podcast here. Um, if you guys have any events that you guys want to do or or maybe we need to get you guys in front of once things start opening up from the COVID thing, we start having our events. Maybe we have you guys present, too. I don't know. What is there anything out there right now that we can help you guys with? You know, I think you guys uh, have, have a tremendous vision and it's something that that not only us here at Bessel have talked about for years and years and years with other small businesses in terms of, you know, we, we should really put something together uh, so that we have an opportunity to sit down and talk about what's going on on a frequent basis. But we've all just talked about it. You guys are actually out there doing it. And so I was actually thrilled uh, when Nick uh, brought the idea to me about getting in more involved with you guys because I hadn't even, I didn't really know anything about the smalls. And so uh, I, I think just the fact that, that you guys are willing to stick your neck out there and and um, try to make something happen that a lot of people have talked about is a tremendous, tremendously valuable thing uh, for anybody that knows about it. And so um, I guess what you could do for us is, is to just keep doing what you're doing and grow it and make sure that uh, uh, we can be a part of it, you know, going forward. And I guess to that end, um, here at our facility, we have some pretty nice sized areas to have meetings in and so forth. And so, you know, if you ever are looking for a place to have a meeting of the smalls, we certainly would open up our facility uh, to you for that purpose. 
Well, that'd be great. We might take you up on that once we get moving again. Sure. Um, yeah, once we can all meet in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick was talking. I was just wonder. I was just thinking, you know, through the the whole COVID nineteen thing and how it really has kind of changed our world in terms of of how we do business and uh, um, thinking that you know it's, it's got to be a challenge for a somebody that likes to press the flesh so to speak um to just kind of figure out what their what their normal day looks like now right palm palm flesh palm flesh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just any flesh okay not, not on the and a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of time on the phone and a lot of times on computers well yeah. speaking yeah. of that so so jeff and, and and nick how do people get a hold of you guys um one they've listened to you now speaking on the on the um podcast they they're interested in talking to your company about some of the things you yeah. have how do they get a hold of you guys so the best way to get a hold of us is uh, is is through uh, uh, phone or email. Our phone number is seven one nine five five zero four four six three, and from there you can link to any of us or just uh, leave a general message. Uh, my email is Jeff dot Barnett at b e s l dot o r g. Nick, Nick, I'll let you go ahead. Mine is Nick dot warner and warner is w o e r n e r at bezel.org you know uh probably an easier way to get a hold of us uh to where you know you'll uh, you'll uh run the gamut would be solutions at bezel okay that's yeah. that's going to be that's going to be the best uh email go to but yes, if anybody uh we'll go to all of our yeah, team. Yeah, the whole B D team and uh and Jeff. But uh, yes, we are always looking to uh grow our network, uh me in particular. Um love to talk to you and uh pick out an opportunity and, and Or stop by and see us after uh when we can all go back to work and have visitors at 1575 Vapor Trail here in Colorado Springs. Yeah, right near the airplane restaurant. Yep. There you go. And also, what's your uh, what's the website again? Our website is besl.org. That's pretty easy. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I don't have any other questions, Nate. You got anything else for our guests? Nothing for me, guys, but I, I want to take the opportunity just to say thanks, guys, and, and not just thanks for coming on the podcast, but thanks for, for sure. starting a, a small business. Thanks for sticking yeah. with it. Um, thanks for giving jobs to those that are in need right now, and thanks for, for keeping people employed right now. It's it's tough time. I get it. Um, but I, I also understand as a small business, it, it can be more difficult than, than the big boys. So I, I just want to say thanks for that. And uh, let you guys know that we all appreciate companies like yours out there trying to do your part. Yep. Concur. Concur. Well, all right, well, thank, you, Nate. thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I, I definitely mean what I've said. I, uh, I want to become more involved uh, in an active role within the small. So, you know, when things... Uh, get fired back up. Uh, let's, we'll we'll definitely be in we touch. We definitely will but, be in uh, touch. I love so. what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I appreciate uh, all the effort that you've uh, put into there. And if uh, if there's something you you think uh, I might be able to uh, 
to help out with. It's it's definitely a standing offer, but uh. well, there is Nate, there is Nick, there is. So I want billboards all the way up from Pueblo <laughs> to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We we've got all a right. really cool sign for you, but uh, no. Hey, you know, one last thing, I do want to tell people out there. I've just looked at you guys' website, and you guys do have some openings right now. Is that correct? We do. Yeah. So, so for those of you that may be listening out there in our podcast land that uh, might be currently unemployed, take a look at their website. Um, they've got seven job openings right now out there. Um, and who knows, it might be a fit for somebody. So uh, that's kind of what we're all about, just trying to help each other out and uh, especially the smalls. So with that, and, guys. And I would just point, I just point one out in particular, Nate. Uh, we have one called uh, any future position or something like that. And so even if you if you're interested in being part of a, an up and coming small business um, that is looking to do big things in the world, um, you know, put your resume in there for any future opportunity. And that's one of the, the first places we go to ever when we're looking for uh, um, people that are like minded to join our team. Excellent. Well, that's, there you go. that's awesome. to know, guys. And um, well, we, we thank you guys again. I appreciate it. And uh, stay safe out there, guys. Tune in next week for our next episode of The Smalls. You've reached the end of another episode of The Smalls Podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you soon at the next episode.